Hello and welcome to Playing Favorites. I'm Paul. I'm Justin. Hello, Justin. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm doing good. Very, I'm ready to go on the journey we're about to go through here. Yes, we're going to finish our 90s journey through film here. We're going to be talking about the years, 1995, 96, 97, 98, all the way up to the awesome year of 1999. That, yeah. I was surprised there weren't that many movies when we got to that point that ended with 1999 because it feels like <laughs> that was such a fun year to write down 99 yeah, there's there no y2k movie was there i'm sure there was <laughs> i have a feeling there's got it oh my god there's got to be a y2k movie out there somewhere <laughs> such, a, such a crazy thing that was but anyways <laughs> here we are back again if you haven't seen part one of this episode where we talk about 90s movies from 1990 to 1994 what are you doing uh you can listen to either of them in any order it's not like you need to listen to them but you should and you should go back and i mean listen to you could even start with the long. 80s episodes too we did the movie we did Which the one? 80s as well that's true we still that's gotta fill true. in the gaps between our other decade one but like you know we'll get there yeah we will we've got <laughs> things on our agenda but for now yeah if you haven't if you haven't seen us before or haven't listened to us before uh, we're playing favorites. This is what we do. We take a couple things that we like or find interesting, and we do some research and try to find out why we like something so much. And like I said, this week we are finishing off our favorite 90s movies. And um, if you would like, I would recommend checking out our YouTube page to see some of some of our <laughs> podcast episodes, as well as a uh, some of our Let's Plays. We've got a lot of stuff up there. A lot of fun stuff, too. Our holiday specials are in the YouTube channel as well. Those are fun to do. You love those holiday specials. I do. I love making our little intros. Like, I wish we could just do that all the time. Those are fun. But yeah. what else can they, where else can people find us, Justin? Oh, they can find us. We have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter page. Uh, it's all going to be, there's links in the descriptions, but because yeah, it's, just it, yeah, just look down there. But yeah, share our, our YouTube channel uh, with your friends and family. Uh, we actually have a lot of content on there. I was actually like, I think we have like 70 videos on there, which is kind of wild. Uh, we have that many, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty cool that we've made that much stuff. Uh, <laughs> and that's not everything we made. I mean, obviously we have the podcast oh. as well, cause we didn't always do video, but uh, lately we've been doing a lot more. So check, check all of that out and just stay tuned to our channel. Cause we're going to be doing some events here in a few months, uh, a few weeks. Uh, we might even have an ad already in here. We don't know. <laughs> So, yeah, on our socials, and we'll be stuff. Anyways, through YouTube, through the podcast, we have a lot. We have a lot to talk about, so we should we we should just get into it. I think, Justin. As always, we have you prepared a surprise topic for me, and I um, and I a surprise topic for you. No, Um, we don't. We we didn't do surprise topic last time. We didn't do what we don't usually do for these ones. For these ones, we don't, but I have a question for you. You have one. I, okay, cool. That's a super surprise topic. I wasn't even prepared for a surprise topic. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, to tell you the truth, right before we started recording, I was panicking because I was like, I don't have a surprise topic. I didn't think of one. And I was like scrambling to find one. And I was like, no, wait a minute. We don't do that for the night, for the uh, decades. But listen, I just got to ask you quickly. This, this okay. decade is filled with it, it with a lot of great movies mm-hmm. but also a lot of great soundtracks 
And mm. I know we've done a favorite soundtracks episode in the past, but if you're just talking about the 90s and then and the ones we've ta- uh, covered and, you know, shouted out, uh, and you don't have to answer it right away. Okay. But I would, I would like you to consider what your favorite soundtrack is from the 90s. From, from the 90s, of uh, film. I'm talking about just, just, just movies. Film soundtrack. Like, yep. when you say soundtrack, not like the soundtrack that had all the mixed songs, like the Godzilla soundtrack that just had a random music in it. <laughs> Well, I kind of do mean that. I mean, well, that's a terrible or, example. Or do, or do you mean, well, but like Batman Forever had a pretty decent soundtrack with the Smashing Pumpkin songs and yeah. uh, other stuff I can't remember. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, sure. You know, like, but, you know, Braveheart came out in this time too. Uh, oh boy. And it had a pretty decent soundtrack. And that was, no I got my answer. I got my answer. Oh, let's hear it then. What's your favorite soundtrack? The, the Forrest Gump soundtrack. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Because it's like a greater hits of the 60s, <laughs> 60s, 60s and 70s. It was two discs. Was yeah. like, I, I love that soundtrack. I didn't know it was two discs. Dude. Yeah, I had it. It was great. It had like such a good selection of music. It was awesome. Well, uh, I'll tell you. I probably have uh, a different a one. That's the first, that, that, that one I just had the, the most information in. I listened, it was a really good soundtrack. It is a good one. It is a good one. Mine's the fifth element just for the oh, yeah. song. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, probably the South Park movie. That's oh, okay. because it is a musical and it is filled with. That is a good one. The, the music is great. Like, yes. I, can't, I can't deny. Big Lebowski. Too. Hey, it was, it was nominated right. for a best song. So, I mean. Yes, it was. It should have won. should have won. It lost to Tarzan. Well, I mean, Disney always won those ones. I mean, you know. Yeah, but it Anyways. was the Phil Collins anyway. singing about Tarzan. <laughs> All right. Well, Justin, let's get right into it. Let's not waste any more time sure. with your time with your time wasting questions. <laughs> I I will ask you, um, what is your favorite movie from 1995? Well, let me let me set the stage for you before we talk about our favorite movies because we like to go through okay. all. All the box uh, yeah. office is and, and like what was happening, what was happening in the world. Yeah, you're right. What was what was the current events of the of the movie industry? <laughs> <laughs> um. So in 1995, you know, this is actually really it's kind of a weird shift from the first like half of the decade. It really changes dramatically in 95. Like we talked about this before, and like all of a sudden, like we knew like every film that came out this this year <laughs> for some crazy reason. So many movies we were familiar with, and, and you had a really interesting insight. You said that this was the time when we were like not just kids anymore, but we were also like watching more adult movies. So it was like we were getting two um, like age groups worth of movies, really. Yeah. Like and, watching and, kids movies, and, and, adult, and I was watching tons movies. of romantic comedies with my mother. Like it's like mm-hmm. a, so. <laughs> anyways, um, so I think like for example, I think I watched every movie in this top ten except for the first one that's number uh, number one. So number one, Die Hard oh, with a Vengeance. Yeah, I never got. I never watched the Die Hard movies. I don't know. I don't know. What oh. Um, Toy Story, Apollo thirteen, Golden Eye, yeah. Pocahontas, Batman Forever, Seven, Casper, Waterworld, and this is actually the beginning of the the Kevin Costner post apocalyptic era. You know, right here. This is like the beginning, right here. Was there a third one? Because it's this you, and then the post. You, you brought up the third one. You found it. We talked about this on the second oh, episode. Right. Was, I forgot what it's called. It, and you said Something it was like disturbing. I don't know. I don't know what it was called. I don't what? remember either. Uh, 
Anyways. We'll, we'll call it the, the Costner trilogy, right? Yeah. Uh, the post-apocalyptic <laughs> Costner trilogy. That's right. Um, so I know you asked me first, but I'm going to ask you, is any of your favorites or is your favorite in this list? Paul? In this top 10 of highest grossing films? Yes, it is. It, it is it's in this list. Yes, it is. Actually, the two that I thought would be number one, like I, I, I couldn't like really decide between the two one edged out the other are both in this top 10 oh which very is nice. usually which is kind of surprising for for me usually like like i'm but water world isn't it uh, no <laughs> actually <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i've talked about water world <laughs> i know I'm ready to uh, put I, I'm gonna, if it's in the top 10 like it's gotta be batman forever no wow. it, even it, though i was super stoked about that movie um, if you were to ask me, I, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what the runner up was. Okay. The runner up was seven. Okay. Because right. that movie, the first time I saw that movie, it, I mean, it like floored me. Not only was it this creepy, consistently like scary, not, you never feel like completely settled watching that movie. Um, it, it actually made me like want to make movies like, I, like watching David Fincher's directing style. And I mean, Morgan Freeman's great in it. Even Brad yeah, Pitt and Tim Paltrow are great in it. And and in the end, with uh, Kevin Spacey, like just uh, he plays that creepy character so well. Is that art imitating life? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's just such a like a visually cool looking movie. It's raining all the time. It's it's kind of Batman-y, if you were to say. It's kind of like you could almost imagine this story taking place in the Batman universe. Like yeah. it could take place in yeah, Gotham. Like, that's true. And like Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman are like two Gotham police officers, you know? You could you could see it happening. Mm-hmm. And and Kevin Spacey would be Zaz or something like that, you know, like some <laughs> mid-tier to low tier. I love how this going. is your runner-up, but you you were really digging in deep into the movie. <laughs> good movie, man. Yeah. It's a good movie. I love it. I really, I really do I like it. Watching the, I remember liking it when I finally saw it. I can't remember when I saw it. I don't know if I saw it around then. I, mean, I think I saw it a little bit later, like a couple years yeah, later or something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh I I'm actually surprised that you would you would bring that one up though, too. It's the same thing. So now I don't it's know. More, I, have, I don't yeah. know what your favorite is. I really can't I, mystery. I don't I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I guess the obvious answer would be, I guess, Die Hard. But I don't, I mean, I do like Die Hard, but I don't think that's it. I honestly thought it was, it was going to be a movie that isn't in the top 10. Do you, like, what about you? Are you, is your favorite in the top 10 here? Um, that, this, this year was tough for me. I, I wrote a lot of things down and I, I would have to say, like, out of all the ones that are on this list, I have a runner up too. So I'll do that too. Cause there was, this is probably our biggest year. And like obviously, like I loved Mortal Kombat for just the campiness. I just want to thrash out that out to be honest. Like that's a great one. We, we all give props to. And no, and, and you know how could you forget Showgirls? Such a such a such a masterpiece. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then of course the Power Ranger movie. But no, like honestly, like when I was you know in '95, not just like my adult self reflecting and nostalgic. Mister Holland's Opus was like this amazing moment of a movie for me. Like I really resonated well with that movie. I thought it was like my first like foray into like drama as a film, I guess. Like it wasn't like something I like, a, you know, going to movies for like the popcorn and flashy stuff. Like, you know, we were both in band and stuff like that. And 
I honestly thought that movie was great and it had a really good message and like um what was that who was that um who is the Richard actor Dreyfuss? Richard, Richard I, his, he played the role like wonderfully just the whole thing dealing with you know a, a, a person that does music dealing with a deaf child and like going through the eras and you know how they handled like John Len- Lennon's death and like the reaction of his son and like I, I don't know like that whole movie is great and just the little small moments he has with each of the students as he you know such a contrast to the movie Whiplash which you which you absolutely adore <laughs> like, but, um, but like I I thought that was such a I, I when when I had first seen it and I owned that movie and like I watched it a few times when you know in middle school high school and I I don't know why I just it, thought it had such a hopeful and like just seeing this person that wanted to become famous and just all of a sudden just kind of fall into this thing he was amazing at and he just did it the rest of his life and like i don't know it was such a good movie that's my runner up i guess and, and you of course remember the one student right the student that almost took him away from everything right oh yeah he almost got a yeah i do i i didn't you reminded me affair. yeah um yeah, there's a lot of things I remember about that movie. It was, it was, I, I, we were both in band as, and we came out when this was in middle school, but my middle school band teacher, it, it was said he would give us extra credit if we would bring back the ticket stub. Really? If we saw, if we saw the movie. <laughs> my friend of mine and I, we went and saw it and brought it back. We were like, this was great. Like, we, we really enjoyed it. That's a good movie. And, well, yeah, yeah. I would have to say my favorite's Goldeneye. The more I look at this. Okay. Okay. It's it's, it's yeah. Goldeneye. It's probably one of my favorite Bond movies. Like it's a great, it was a great return to Bond. Pierce Brosnan was wonderful. Obviously, it's we have the game. Bond. Yeah, it's like I mean, I love Richard. Rich, um, uh, oh God, why am I? Roger Moore. Roger Moore. I don't know why I was getting it wrong. Uh, I love I love the campiness of his film, but like, yeah, Goldeneye was great. It's sad that most of the other Pierce Brosnan movies didn't really hit as good as Goldeneye. Oh. Like maybe Die another day, all those other ones, yeah, they suck. Die another day maybe was one of the better ones, but like tomorrow never, yeah, tomorrow never dies, and world's not enough. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah. They they didn't. Goldeneye was just a was a very good '90s Bond movie. Like it was, it was great. Like I I, I think that's well, all these I mean, what made, my favorite. What made that movie so good? Not only the N64 tie-in game, but it was the 006. It was uh, yeah, Sean. What, 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 uh, Sean. Yeah, Sean. John Bean's character. I forget, is it Trevelyan? Trevelyan or something like that? Oh, yeah. I don't I think it says you know that. Sounds, yeah, but, but it like, sounds right. That, that kind of like origin story of, of Bond and, and his like, you know, good friend. And, and and like that, that makes the villain, you know, like that much more impactful, like their meetings and their fights and like the, like the whole story. And of course you got Boris, your favorite character, Boris. Yeah. Well, and, How could you not like it? I mean, all, all the all the all the characters in that film are great. Like, I don't really have anyone to. I mean, Zinnia. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, what was it? Is that on the top? Is that is she on the top? The, yeah, something like that. She's she plays she right. plays Jean Grey in the X Men movie. That's all. I, it's like Femke yeah. Johnson. Femke Johnson. That's her. Yep. It's such a unique uh, name. It is a unique. It's one of those names that you remember because of its unique <laughs> names. Yes. <laughs> So, so can I get your your top is not it's in the top ten. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, it's in there. Okay. Um, But movie I would have guessed that I have written down here, I would not isn't in the top ten, and that's what I thought your favorite would be. But go ahead. Well well, let me just tell you a quick couple of shout outs that I think we should just tip our hats to for for this great year in film. Oh my god, yeah, Uh, seriously. Twelve monkeys starring Brad. Great. 
Yeah, it's a hilarious movie. Terry Gilliam directed it. It's it's worth watching again. Casino is a good movie. It's a mob movie, but not as good as the other ones. I love my uh, mob movies. And to tell you the truth, I've never watched this movie from beginning to end in one sitting. I've only ever watched it in pieces. But Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, and she's... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Sharon Stone's in it, mm-hmm. and she's great. Um, Congo, we have to talk... We have to just mention Congo, Ugly <laughs> Gorilla, Amy Mother. Um, Friday with Cuba, with uh, Ice Cube, and uh, what's his name? Chris Tucker. It's a yeah, funny never, movie. Never saw it that still one. holds up. It's still a great movie. And Kids. That's a great movie. I saw the list. I've never seen Kids, but I remember it being like a thing when I was a kid. Like people talked about it. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't yeah. know what it was like more of a darker take on like high school kids yeah, or something. Like, like New York City street kids. Like you should watch it once and that's really all you need because I like I, I, I thought it was a really good movie. I it's not like something I'm like, ooh, I want to pop in kids. Yeah. But it's like a piece of art. You know, you you observe yeah. it, you 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 appreciate it. And also Larry Fishburne as Othello, the best version of Shakespeare's Othello. Oh, jeez. Um, I, I, if you're going to shout out, I want to shout out Jumanji. Jumanji was yeah. a great movie. Oh, um, sure. I mean, it's such a good year. Billy Madison was a great was, uh, start. Of, I, I don't know. I like Billy Madison. Um, <laughs> the, the Indian in the Cupboard, you know, my favorite. Yep. That, that's yes. such a nostalgic moment for me. Yep. Um okay. Tommy Boy came out that year too, so yeah, it's a good year. And I thought I was like going down the list. It's like it was like one of these things where I had this moment. I just wrote it down because I'm like, that was a movie, and I forgot that was a movie, and now I remember that's a movie. And that was the net with Sandra Bullock, and I'm like, the internet. She got caught in the net. <laughs> it's like that's hey, but that movie and the firm that we talked about in the last episode, those were two like huge movies that yeah. nobody talks about anymore i know you know like, like, that's right she was in that yeah. movie they just and it was a big deal for her as an actress like that was kind of like a breakout besides speed but like that yeah. was an important like she taking the lead yeah man those movies that were like such huge deals when they came out are like nobody talks about them they are they have not aged gracefully no so what is your uh, favorite is it apollo 13 no, that's that's fine. It's that's like I one of those, I, I'm like this, I'm just starting to say what well, I don't know what your favorite movie is then in the top ten in 1995. Oh, you said it. It's Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, is it okay? I can't believe you've seen this one. This one has Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, I and know. Jeremy Irons as the villain who plays Hans Gruber's brother. This movie is so over the top. It's like even I've never seen a Die Hard movie before. I watched it. Okay, <laughs> I've never seen the first two. I watched this movie and I was like. These movies must be great if this is how they always are. Um, little did I know that this movie was just like a Hail Mary of like, let's just throw all sorts <laughs> of things at the audience and see what happens and kind of make a plot around it. Like, I don't know. It was days, cool. uh, I'll watch the Die Hard movies. Uh, Jeremy Irons plays like the, this terrorist guy whose name is uh, his nickname is like Simon. He's Simon Peter Gruber, Hans Gruber's brother. They make a big deal about it, and uh, I remember the, he, I remember this movie coming out. Like I remember like the posters with Samuel Jackson like screaming out of the car and like just like yes, <laughs> I they made video game after video game of this. Yes, and, so uh, I thought your answer was going to be I thought your answer was going to be Braveheart. 
You, you were talking about Braver all the time. As a child, as a child, as a young, impressionable <laughs> child, and <laughs> the big brother who loved this movie, yeah. yes, I instantly loved the movie as well. Have you tried to watch that movie? No, not recently? recently, no. It is a shock to me that it won the Academy Award that year, especially with what came out that year, like between um, Seven and uh, anything. I, I would have taken... <laughs> anything can't be that on this bad. List. i don't know i thought it was i mean i thought it was okay when i watched it initially i mean i watched it a few times i, I mean i had it on the, need, the double vhs watch. yeah oh gosh <laughs> um, yeah the jerky boys movie came out this year too and that's okay. about the same category i would put in braveheart it's <laughs> so we're spending so much it. time on 95 because as we go deeper in the decade we're like wait what's the where where all the movies go <laughs> I know, right? We, like, so what's your what's your favorite? What did you already say? It's Golden you said Goldeneye, Golden Yeah, that's right. But you shouted yeah. out Jumanji. Yeah, I shot, there, I've shot. Yeah, there's so many movies in here. I'm like, wow, I remember that. I'd watch. I think mean, I've watched Jumanji again since since it came out. You know, like I watched it like probably like a few years ago because I watched it with the kids or something like that. Uh, Babe is a good movie too. That was a good movie as well. Um, yeah, we should move on because these. <laughs> yes. But, but Die Hard and Vengeance, yeah, one of these days I'll get to Die Hard. One of these days. One of these days. First one's good. I had to tell you the truth, I've never seen the second one. Oh. But the third one is great, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. It's just like a big... It's there, There's riddles in it. And it's okay. so, so stupid. It's so stupid and silly. Well, and we're, we're moving on to 1996. I believe All we're right. finally in high school now. Yeah, um, so what going on in 96 what are the highest grossing films of 96 well aliens are taking over uh number one is independence day number two is twister oh. so you got like the whole era of just like explosions and like world ending like things yeah now we got that cgi technology yep. you know we're trying we're trying to uh use those special effects so yes. uh, so independence day twister mission impossible the rock mm, uh the hunchback mission impossible yeah <laughs> the hunchback in Notre dame Hunter One Dalmatians, the live action version. Ransom, uh, The Nutty Professor, Jerry Maguire, and Space Jam. Yeah. Disney was making live action versions of movies even back in 96. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Well, yeah, they made that one. They made The Jungle Book back then. Oh, that's right. Yeah. With uh, the guy from uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Smoke, the guy who plays Mowgli. Yeah, yeah, I forget the actor's name. Is on the one yeah. that was uh, whatever the Liu Kang. Was it Liu Kang? Yeah. Um. So, what was your favorite? Do I know my favorite? Point blank, it's not in this top ten. I will shout out ID Four, as we call it, on the streets. I, Independence Day was a freaking moment and moment. It is. It is. I've watched it a million times. And like, then they want they did the sequel, and I had no desire to watch it. I was nope. just like, I no, kind of <laughs> you didn't need to do it again. It was over with. But exactly. I back when I was a kid, I wanted a sequel. They I probably would have gotten they probably would have gotten away with it if they made it like a couple years after the first one. Oh but yeah, a few they, years after they would have gotten us hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, um, but not my favorite though. Sure. But it definitely was up there in in that era. I don't know when we'll ever talk about this again. So I need to I need to bring this up quickly. Um, in Independence Day, do you remember actually the commercials for Independence Day that they would show on TV? 
would be a lot of like the news footage kind of yeah vaguely yeah so i played this cruel trick on my mother where i called her into the tv room oh my and said, god look what's happening on the news and it was like the perfect moment where it was just like attack in new york city and like people running and, she, and she's like oh my gosh what is happening and then it like pans over to like an alien spaceship and the look she gave me oh my gosh could have like melted an iceberg she just like looked at me and was like and just walked out of the room and i i'll just never forget i i remember i was like this this footage looks so real i'm gonna get her with it and this happened to my dad but not with the independence day movie like he was like i don't even know if it was a movie i think it was that radio broadcast that like it was like a radio war of the worlds. I think I don't remember. Like I don't. I wasn't there. This is like a story oh, given to me. I don't like know. All I know is the story that I have about this whole thing is that my mom was sleeping on the couch, and my dad heard this thing, whatever it was, and went nuts and like woke my mom up. He's like, "Aliens are coming!" And like he called like some some guy you knew from high school. That's the only person you could think of the calling. He's not even friends with him anymore. He was just called him random dude. <laughs> Anyways, oh my gosh! Yeah, I just oh my gosh, <laughs> my dad. This, this happened in what the seventies? Well, he was early eighties. No, because no, I, mean, I think they're already married, so it would have been like eighty eighties because they got married in eighty two. So, but uh... Justin, that is amazing <laughs> that in the eighties your dad heard the broadcast from the forties or fifties. I think it was that. I don't know what. That- what else could have, what else could have been? I don't know. I don't know what radio. I mean, could it have been like Chicken Heart with, with like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? But anyways, uh... right, 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 right. Okay, I just thank you, thank you. Uh, funny how these things can actually trick the <laughs> trick our parents. Um, I, I I know I've got a bunch of shoutouts for this, but I'm not going to beat around the bush. My favorite movie from 1996, hands down, is The Birdcage. Starring Robin Williams. I saw that. Ian Hackman. It's a good one. Uh, what's his name? Nathan Lane. Callista Flockhart's in it. Uh, the the mother. The other mother. They're <laughs> great. The son. Oh, and Hank Azaria as yeah. Spartacus. Yeah, Agador, I, Spartacus. Agador, I, Spartacus. I did enjoy it when it came out because I mean I love Robin Williams, oh, but like the movie. Um, it's it's a good one. Good one. Just the dinner scenes and like <laughs> when they're just trying to get like everything to the table and Robin Williams is just yelling at uh Hank Azaria and he starts crying because he's like, You forgot the shrimps. He's like, Shut up, just just shut up. Yeah, Robin but, Williams is such a good actor. Oh my you. gosh. So good. And I so I guarantee most of it is like improvised or you know, like a lot of it is just off the cuff. But all right, Justin, what's your favorite movie from '96? I have to say, I know you you laughed a little bit in the beginning, but I looked at this list. I, I might have to say Mission Impossible. I really That's do. A good movie, man. I, it's a good movie. It's a great movie. I, I, I have to say, like, Scream is probably like a close second. Like, I love the Scream movie. I personally liked it. I like that personally. I thought it was I thought it was a movie. I have a lot it's more, I guess, nostalgia of the moment. I really liked the, the horror movies coming back. Or or slasher movies, if you would. Um but yeah, Mission Impossible. Like I, we we we've talked about this so many times. I don't even know if on the podcast we brought it up that much, but like it, 
just like the whole we, we joke about the whole internet thing like with Mission Impossible like him going for Job 90 like Job 314 or whatever like going through all that but um just just the story and like just the the characters they got like um Bing Rhyme Bing Bing is it Bing Rhymes Bing Rhymes Yeah yeah Bing Rhymes and like just like the 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 twists and turns and you got the the masks and just the the train scenes are so awesome like them trying to get like the things on the train just you know obviously you got the, like the the iconic thing where he goes into the wires but i feel like the train scene is really cool too like that's a cool know. scene and and we got of course john anaconda himself yeah you know john anaconda. uh and now i just blanked on his name john Voigt. Oh. John Voigt, thank you. John, not himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, like he, I, I love it because it's like you're watching this group of spies, and then like about two thirds of the way through the movie, you realize that the spies are being spied upon mm-hmm. by other spies. It's just a good, it's just an interesting take on that whole thing because that was like a whole TV series yeah. from. England, I think it was like a British TV uh, series. Was it? I thought. I mean, I think it aired in the U.S. I think I watched it like old, I watched old episodes. Of it. I'm not sure what's from. But it, it was it was like something like neither one of us like grew up watching or knew anything about. But like seeing this with Tom Cruise and like kind of like what they were trying to do was amazing. And yes, the the internet stuff and all that computer stuff is hilarious. How it even works. Remember the floor was like pressure sensitive, so like yeah. if the guy left the room. The, the, the shots are kind of neat how they handle like the sweat and him. Ca- First off, let me just talk about that scene. Like how he did he catch it with his glove? I never understood that. It's like he's like this, and like he somehow he gets he gets his hand like this. Like I don't know what he's doing. Everybody thought the same thing. How did he catch it? Like, but in the moment you're just like so relieved that he did catch it and didn't get caught. That's why it's how they got away with that. Yeah, I could say that's a that's a brilliant. I also thought Fargo was good, but I don't really yeah, remember it. That it is a good movie, but it like it's been a long time I, since it's I've been, been so. I mean, I mean, now they have a TV show for that whole thing, but like, which I hear is really good. I do too. want to shout out this movie. Definitely, it's this is more uh, comfort food. The st- like not even comfort food, but just I. It's such a quotable movie, and that is "Don't be a menace in South Central while oh, drinking your yes. juice in the hood." Such that's a freaking hilarious movie just the the one scene where he gets mad upset he just starts punching all the children in the room when he comes. Well, he's, he's like punches in the air like knocking things over and like hits a child like oh my god yeah, it like builds up. I, I, like, I would i would watch that movie again like that was that was such a moment like where every like you had a friend that watched it you're like you got to watch this movie and then yes. you had to show your your friend the movie because you saw the movie but yeah, like yeah, don't be at don't be medicine to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Because it's like a compilation, it's like a Wayne Brothers parody movie, and it's parodying some of the movies we talked about last time, like Do the Right Thing. Yep. Um uh what's it, Boys in the Hood. And even like from this time of the decade, you like uh there there are oh uh, like baby boy, like there there are others that come around come out around this time. It's so funny. Do you remember the uh, like the 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 foreplay scene where they're like using food sexually? Yeah, and he, and he like takes the hot dog and he starts like touching her. And she's like, "No, no, no, that's for the baby's lunch." And, like puts it away. <laughs> I love that. They got the, they got the guy at the end where he's like, "I got these cheeseburgers, man. I got oh, these God. cheeseburgers." Man. <laughs> 
<laughs> they do like the little arms race between the guys who want to do a drive-by on his friend there and, they, and he pulls out a gun shows him that he's got a bigger gun pulls out like a mac 10 the other guy pulls out like a machine gun and then the whatever the main dude's friend opens like the back of his mail truck and there's a nuclear weapon mm-hmm. and he's like using it's like do we have a problem <laughs> it's fun it's, it's fun, fun movie i gotta just just i'm just gonna yell these out the craft witchcraft for middle schoolers every oh, goth kid loves jesus it. from dusk till dawn uh boobies just seeing nudity and then vampires okay mars attacks actually a really funny movie with it jack was. nicholson playing a bunch of roles yeah oh, I'll, uh, I'll, eraser uh, <laughs> train spotting great you and what is yeah. that one of you and mcgregor's first movies if not his first yeah. star trek first contact came out yeah. this year oh, and we can't leave this year without talking about the rock i never uh, watched the rock You've never seen The Rock? Oh my no. gosh. That is like the epitome of a like Jerry Bruckheimer or Michael Bay. Michael Bay. That's the epitome of the Michael Bay film. There is no better Michael Bay film than The Rock. That gets all the things that you want and expect never from him. Never, you never, never saw it. Ed Harris. Oh, Nicholas Cage. I remember, I remember it coming up and I watched it. Really um, funny. It's really hilarious. The only other one I saw in here, I thought, I, I can't really remember it, but I remember like enjoying was Kingpin. With uh, mm. Woody Harrelson, yep, and um, Randy Quaid, yeah, but some other people. Well, Bill we Murray. probably should leave the first two years of this episode. And We're certainly a- front front loaded <laughs> this episode, so yeah, you're right. We should take a break, take a breather, collect our thoughts, and come back for this thinner, slimmer half of the '90s. Welcome back. All right, Justin. Here we are in the last bit of the 90s movies. We're going to start with 1997. What could you tell me was going on in 1997? Well, one of the biggest movies ever made came out in 97. I'm sure, Uh I'm guessing it's neither of our favorites, though. Um, You are correct. (laughs) uh, But that would be the movie Titanic. Because a a lot of people want to see that. Really, that's... Never seen it. Not surprising, but yet at the same time, surprising. Um, but I know, I, I now it's a point of principle. I'm not, I'm just not gonna watch it's, a, it's a point of principle? Okay. Well, well why would I want to watch it? If I didn't want to watch it then, why would I want to watch it now? Like, I, I, we owned it because my mom wanted to watch it, and I watched it a few times. It's all right. So it's it's, it's entertaining. Room. Entertaining. Oh, thanks. Anyways. Titanic, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, Men in Black, Tomorrow Never Dies, Air Force One, As Good As It Gets, Liar Liar, My Best Friend's Wedding, The Fifth Element, Full Monty. All of these movies have like a weird thing going on in them. These were all like kind of offbeat movies. Yeah. I'm looking at this list objectively, except for Titanic. I mean, that's kind of like. Well, I mean, Men in Black and Jurassic Park were typical blockbuster type movies. I mean, I wouldn't say they were. I mean, they were unique, but. Yeah, um, I just mean in that sense, like they're like that, and like liar, liar being like this, like Jim Carrey comedy. That's like, what if you can't tell a lie? You know, I love liar, liar, liar. Don't don't mess with liar, liar. That was a great movie. Oh, saw it. Oh, saw it. See, you were hanging out with the wrong people. I must have, but I I did see as good as it gets when it came out. <laughs> so my my question to you about ninety seven 
Is this a cop out if I just say the Star Wars Special Edition movie? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Damn it. Wait, is this when they started? Well, they all came out this year. The whole trilogy did. They all came out in the same year. Oh, that's cool. I do remember. I went and saw all three of them. I remember with my brother and future sister-in-law at the time. Like, I think I saw, saw the first two. I mean, there's one I didn't see. You got to think this is when I got into Star Wars. Like, I had just yep. watched Star Wars like two years prior to this. So uh, me going to theaters to see them was really exciting because I like just I was a newborn fan. Um, but, uh, I felt very similarly, like we were getting, was like the thing that I had just gotten into was being re-released in theaters with new stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Take take it as well. I think Empire was the best special edition out of all of them because they didn't really do much and they added some really cool things to it. So it's like, they didn't really like go nuts with it. They didn't give the Sarlacc pit a a beak, but like, um, but anyways, 97, there's some a lot of other good movies that came out this year. We, we we've reviewed two of them. True. <laughs> Which two are on the list? Event Horizon and Spa. Oh, you know, I didn't know Spawn. I knew that Event Horizon was on this yeah. list. I was like, Spawn, really? Go check go check our YouTube channel and watch our review on Spawn. Yes. We did an earnest and, review of Spawn and Event Horizon. Yes. And both are craziest. Of all get out. Let me just say. <laughs> oh man. Um, so I have two that I could probably pick from on this list. Um oh Anaconda's on this list too. That's kind of funny. Yes, it is. Um I would have to it. say I'm gonna start first. I am what? I am torn. They're two science fiction movies, they're two sci-fi movies. And uh um, I, I, I think I got them. There's both. two there's two of them. And one mm-hmm. of them, one of them, we've talked, we've talked about one. I think it was our favorite in a different episode. Mm-hmm. That movie is. I'm gonna go with it. This is probably my favorite one of that year. The other one is a close second, and this is hard to say. This Starship Troopers is my favorite. Ooh, that movie is is a better movie. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it is. It is way smarter than people give it credit for. I don't yes. know. No one, no, no one, no one could see it. They just, they, were, they thought it was just so can't be cheesy and like the more you watch no. it it's like yeah it is good it's satire it's real it's like satire and, and and it's you know it's got all the trappings of an action you know bloody fight against aliens but at the same time there's you know neil patrick harris's character who basically looks like a nazi general yeah you know it's fifth, fifth element would have been my close second thought. Fifth yes. element is my close second, and that's hard. Like I could say, like it's like, like that's like an any given day thing. I could probably flip flop those, but like Search mm-hmm. of Troopers, I feel like I sit there, I look back. It's like Fifth Element was a fun ride. It was really cool, um, and like I I love just the the bonkers of it and crazy concept of it and just Bruce Willis and you know Mia, Mia Djokovic uh, Mia Djokovic is it Mia Djokovic Mia Djokovic yeah yeah just like their chemistry and stuff. But like in the end, I'm just like. Starship Trooper was a better, like, overall made film, and more, it's like, there's just so many moments of it, and just the concept of it is really cool. Like, even though it's, like, simplistic on the, on the, from a distance, but like you said. And I will say, this is kind of a weird thing, I do agree with you that Starship Troopers is a better movie, but Fifth Element has better actors. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, the cast in Starship Troopers has to be, they're, they're younger, you know? Yeah. And, and a lot of them, I mean, like, they're okay. They're they're fine, but you know that's what Fifth Element has going for it. Is that yeah, it's, it's been actors. Got, 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 
But uh, that might be the point of Starship Troopers is to have that bad acting too at the same time. You know, it's like you know, I wouldn't put it past it too. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, um, well, speaking of movies that are like satirizing or or sending up, my favorite from this, and I know, I think you know, you think you know what it's going to be. You think I'm going to say Austin Powers. I would never have said guess that at all. Oh, you, okay. don't, you don't watch mainstream okay. movies, so I don't really know. <laughs> it's a waiting for Guffman. I don't it's even know what this Guest. is. It's Christopher Guest's first uh, big movie, I guess. I think What's he made it? something before. Waiting, waiting for what? Waiting for Guffman. I have no idea and, what this is. Okay. So this movie is a parody uh, it's like a mockumentary. Like he's done other movies you would recognize, like the um, uh, A Mighty Wind or Best in Show. Uh, for your consideration, he's always done these kinds of, and he and he always uses the same like ensemble cast, like Eugene Levy, um, Catherine O'Hara, Parker Posey, Fred Willard's always with them. Um, it's about a small town in Missouri that's putting on a community theater show led by this guy who used to who who starred in a or who was on like on a off 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 broadway production so he feels like he's got like the um, I, i'm looking at screenshots and this looks yeah. like a, this looks like a paul movie right here like this is so <laughs> funny <laughs> and i'm I, honestly what I, well, i'm looking it up uh if you if you're looking at the wikipedia page for it it has been recognized as one of the 100 best movies of all time is it's it, like is it the, number 100 even if it was even <laughs> if it was still, still be dark city yeah yeah uh but <laughs> um it's it's hard to describe the plot except that like they're waiting for this like uh this new york city critic to come and they've like you know, they put this play together, this original play that's just like, it's a complete mess. It's terrible. And it's about like the history of Blaine, Missouri called Red, White, and Blaine. And in the end, they see like the guy sitting in the chair for the reviewer who was like this, you know, critic from New York who's coming. And then it turns out it was just some dude who needed a seat and the guy never came. Oh, um, but it's really good. And one of his best uh, movies uh, this is Spinal Tap would be like a close kind of okay. like spiritual successor. So did the same director make that one too? He's in it, but I think it was Rob Reiner that directed This is Spinal Tap. No, I'm not remember. sure. Um, I, I mean, it looks interesting, I guess. I, I don't know if I, I, I probably might have watched it at a certain time in my life, but I don't know what I would ever fit it in oh, now. Yeah. He did. <laughs> he did. This is Spinal Tap. Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, Mighty Wind, For Your Consideration, and Mascots. Hmm. For Your Consideration sounds familiar. Yeah. It's about like like award-seeking movie makers, but you've probably seen stuff from Best in Show. That's the dog show one with That's... Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. It's a great movie. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force you to watch it sometime. Oh, you should great. watch all movies. I, okay. I converted Kristen. She did not want to watch these the first time we I, I put them on. I'll, I'll watch this if you watch Titanic. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> no deal. No deal. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. that is your favorite from 97. 
Got it. it I, I don't I have much to add. I'm sorry. I was just like, I, I'm sure it's fine. I'm not trying to like pick apart no, no, a movie. No. I have no, no no way to feedback and give feedback at all. But anyway. But you know, I did put Austin Powers on my shout outs list here huh. because it is also like a mock you, like a send up, a satire, not a satire, but like a send up of like 60s spy movies. Um, yeah, it was good. It still holds up. Fifth oh. Element. I did, I, did want to I did want to shout out uh, Chasing Amy. Yep. yep. Uh, it's one of my favorite, it's probably one of my favorite, at least when I got into Kevin Smith's movies. Like, I thought that was such a, I mean, granted, I had a lot of Star Wars references in the beginning, but like, I thought it was like an interesting tape, take on, a, on, a, on a, a kind of a love triangle and it kind of has a weird ending. And like, it was very different for that kind of film, I guess. Exactly. And, I think that's what people appreciate about Smith's films at this yeah, time. It wasn't like, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like that typical, uh, stereotypical ending um, and stuff like that. So I, I thought that was a good one that came out that year. Um, I remember yeah. my brother being disappointed in the movie and specifically in the ending. He was like, and I watched this whole movie and it didn't end the way I wanted it to end. Like, it's a perfect ending. It made sense. It's like, because what he was asking for was sort of ridiculous. It's like, let's just, exactly. have, let's just, have, a th- let's just have a threesome now. Like, we'll just make everyone happy. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> want you out of my house um <laughs> uh, oh and i just goodwill hunting i just only because i i love robin williams he, he was awesome in that it's good movie yeah so there's that was cool. all right justin let's move it on up we're getting closer and closer to the year 2000 we can't but... get there though paul no we won't get there this time we no. won't get there because guess what's happening armageddon what? oh <laughs> in 1998 <laughs> Uh, talk about a all-star cast. All right, again, is this your favorite? Is this what you? No, no, I don't. I don't like. like your I, movie? I, I'm anti-animal cracker. Excuse me. Oh my um, god, the movie is terrible. <laughs> this one, I, I did see this one in in theaters, and I remember thinking, I think I did too. This one is so much better than Deep Impact. That stupid Ron Howard. I love the Deep Impact. Deep Impact was so much better than Armageddon. It was way better than Armageddon. Yeah, but do you understand? Like, I hated it on site because i knew it was ron howard just copying a movie that was already in theaters like or that was already coming i mean like, i always i always wonder how that uh, happens because they released the same year and like yeah. i don't understand how that would happen like were they just like next door from each other or something like i hear it from like they're, they're like they hear it from other like other agents other actors whoever is working in the business they they hear like oh there's another people another group of people developing a, a script called armageddon they're like really I can make a movie like that. Give it to Ron Howard. He'll do it. He's Hollywood's hack director. He'll do anything. That's what Ron Howard's for. He'll he'll pick up your movie when you've fired your two directors. <laughs> hey, leave Solo alone. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's the one that they go to. It's like, who will do the job nobody wants? <laughs> well, anyways, we all had another big movie that year, which I actually have never seen this one. It's Saving Private Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, uh, God, Godzilla was number three. There's something oh. about Mary, number four. A Bug's yeah. Life, Deep Impact, Mulan, Doctor Doolittle, Shakespeare in Love, Lethal Weapon four. Fourth one. Yep. But this hey, is the- definitely like probably the lowest amount of movies that I wrote down because I like was just like okay, I don't remember half of these things. I what happened? Like we were like in this glory day and just like all of a sudden like. Movies didn't exist anymore. Like I, I don't know what happened here. You know, I th- these were like 
this was the time of like watching for me at least in 98 this was like i want to watch movies that are weird and different so some of the ones that i i put on my list here i had to like look through this list really thoroughly to find <laughs> movies that i actually liked from this year yeah so movies like pie american history x uh fear and loathing las vegas and i'm movie. sure all it, movies i haven't seen but what about what dreams may come with what robin williams that was one of my like i loved that movie when i saw it oh. it was such a crazy like was that when he passed uh, he dies yes like okay. his whole family dies basically and he just like meets his family in the afterlife and that's basically well, no, his story. wife is still alive isn't it isn't she and she's like depressed yes and like she's she, sad or no, something. no 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 she dies she commits suicide and that's oh the thing. she commits suicide oh, he's got to go rescue her from hell yeah it that's was visually the... interesting yes i do remember that i i I didn't, exactly. I wouldn't have not, like, going to the list, I did not remember the name of it, though. Like, I would not known that was on this list, because I didn't see it. I think Max von Sydow's in it, as well. But, like, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of interesting, uh, American History X, you've never seen that? That's Ed Norton, and no. Captain Benjamin Sisko, nope. Avery Brooks. I know what it is, I just never watched it. It's, that's one of those, like, one and done, like, yeah. you watch it, get the point. Yeah, I don't All know. Right. I was never really into those type of like, I, I don't know what you call those types of movies. They just never like, I guess, intrigued me. And like, I never like, again, I didn't have people that were like begging me to watch those things either. Like, I mean, yeah, I think I still, I mean, around this time I, I, I had like, I don't know if we were hanging not out. Really. It, we, we're not really. We're not, this isn't a senior year. Our senior year was when we hung out. So yeah. This is 98. We graduated yeah. 2001. Well, I thought we started hanging out like early high school a little bit. We had not really, not really. Out. No, it was senior year because we had computer graphics and the English, the English trip. We would like we hung out like in mutual company, like in our junior year into the summer, and then yeah, sure. senior years when we really yeah, started. Mo- movie thing wasn't really a like yeah. Pr- Princess League. Like, Princess Mononoke was kind of like what connected oh, us. Yeah. I think. PMBW baby, yeah. But I mean, but again, like I, I didn't have, I had, you know, I got to think I'm at home with an also like a three year old brother. So like, I didn't really think to watch these sure. types of things too. So it's like, yeah, not really home video watching. But, but yeah, so like me, like I still saw like some, you know, some good movies in this year. Like I would watch things like with my cousin and whatnot. And we like, we like the popcorn flicks, you know, like, uh, hmm. you know, like lost, like lost in lost in space, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's not my favorite for this. This, uh, you know what? I would look between these two. Like one, I think you would agree with me was a good, great movie. The other one, I know you don't agree with me because you've harped on it my entire life. <laughs> Please. Please, go on. What 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 is the movie uh, that you think that I would appreciate? The Big Lebowski. Justin, that's mine too. <laughs> let's, let's share it. Let's share our favorite of 1998. It is a good movie. It is a, it's a, it's it an is, amazing movie. Yes, you're right. But like so little happens in it that people are often like, think like, well, what happened? Well, what happened with this? It's like, the point is nothing happened. Someone like, dies. Yeah. Someone does die. Johnny dies. Yeah. Fortunately. But like, as a result of nothing, like as a result of you know, like a heart attack, it just well, they get like the the what are those things called the the what are they what do they call the group the group that comes to oh, the nihilists? The, the nihilists. 
Yeah, I care about nothing, Lebowski. It's nothing. such a weird concept of a film. Like, I don't, I, I want to understand the brainstorming session. Like, how they, you, like, how do you even think of making a movie about this? Like, I don't even understand. Like, I feel like it's more like character driven. Like, you know, they, they had this idea for like Jeff Bridges, Lebowski character, like the dude. Like, and then they just started building around him. Like, well, who would his friends be? You know, what's his name? Steve Buscemi is just like a regular dude who's just their friend and on their bowling team. And then you got John Goodman, who is yeah. like a Vietnam vet, who is still clearly in Vietnam. <laughs> it's like very much still affected by that, not really acclimated to the real world again. Could, could they have just like casted everyone first and then just like, okay, this is the movie we're making? Like, <laughs> like it's what it feel, that's what it kind of feels like somewhat. It's like, because you got like, Characters that just kind of randomly, like like with Susan Sarandon, like she just randomly shows up. Isn't she in it? it was, isn't she the artist? Oh, no, uh, no, no, Who's no. That? Who is uh, that? Julianne Moore. Julianne, Julianne Moore. Moore. Sorry, they kind of had yeah. the same color hair. Um, but yeah, like like she just kind of appears out of nowhere. Like it's like she's like, well, we want to bring Julianne Moore into this. Who could she be? Let's make her this weird artist person, like <laughs> daughter of the Big Lebowski. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, I love that. Uh, I love that scene when he gets like knocked out in his apart in his in his apartment. Yeah, and he kind of like, um, yeah, he go, well, he has the dream, but he comes to, and Maud Julianne Moore's character is standing above him in in his bathrobe. She's just like standing above him, and he looks up. He's like Maud, and she's like <laughs> Jeffrey. It takes it off, and she's naked, and goes, "Love me," and he just like turns over and goes my robe and then it's a cut until after they've had sex and i just love that my robe it's such a weird movie it is it's just full of these like little nuggets of joy i, I love it i, I feel yeah. like it's one of those you could just put it on anytime and just watch it so yes good choice i'd say but my other answer ready to move on to the next year my other answer <laughs> is obviously dark city yep it's gotta be dark Darn. city Who's the main character? What's his name? Oh God! Not Kiefer it... Sutherland. Oh, like Not... what the actor's name? Yeah, I don't know. The, I have no idea who the actor is. Um, name another actor or actress from that movie besides Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, Jennifer Connelly. He's he's the okay. girl. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> what what were you trying to prove? That nothing in that movie is uh worth revisiting oh come on you're so <laughs> I, it is hard. not that bad of a movie i would okay i would not watch titanic but if you said if you wanted to trade me if you trade. watch uh waiting for guffman i will watch dark city again and i will give it an honest try so you the, heard it here it's uh, been recorded all right all right i might consider that i'm looking up the actor's name his name is rufus sewell <laughs> okay Sounds good. Rufus. You had me at Rufus. <laughs> Rufus Frederick Seawolf. <laughs> Frederick Seawolf? What the fuck did you say? Seawolf. Seawell? Maybe Seawell? S E W E L L. I am writing this down because the next screen name I have to come up with is going to be Rufus Seawolf. <laughs> he's actually he's actually in a lot of things though. He was in he was in um good a knight's tale he was in judy the father the illusionist amazing grace he was in john adams 11th hour he was in the pillars of the earth 
The Man in the High Castle. Good book. The Marvelous Mrs. Marcel. Mizell. Yeah. Mizell. Um, yeah. Mizell. Yeah, that's a show. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. He's been using stuff. Great. Good for him. Glad that his I, career survived hey, Dark City. I, I thought that was such an interesting concept of a film. It was very unique for science fiction in the 90s, personally, because it didn't win. I, I don't know. I just thought it was a very different. I like that film noir vibe, like the 90s, like the 1920 vibe, which kind of had that vibe a little bit. Yes, the villains are weird and creepy, but that's the point. I, I don't know. Goodbye. I just like the visuals and stuff. The fact that they, they would they would change, like take personalities and put them in other people's minds and they'd wake up with a new new body because they're experimenting on humans. Like, I don't know. I, I thought it was it was really cool and had really neat video, visuals to it. That is my that is my really fast take. And I will, I will defend myself on that hill. <laughs> this is the hill you've chosen to die on. Dark City, yes. The city, the, the hill in Dark City. Okay. <laughs> I would um, be interested in seeing it again, I think, because it's been so long. And I was, like, ready to not like it when yeah, you I know. It to I, me. I definitely <laughs> overhyped it. That was in the early, early stages of our friendship. I believe <laughs> you had said something along the lines of this was just as good, if not better, than The Matrix. The Matrix has Which, technically not coming out yet. I thought it was that year. No, it? It, it comes out next year. But like we, we the, by the time I showed it to you, it, the movie yes. we had already released. Um, but the oh, other ones in, in '98, though, I do want to shout out the X Files movie. I actually really like that movie. It was, yeah, it was yeah. a good time. Um, Blade. I just have a weird nostalgic heart vibe to that movie. It just it's so so horribly cheesy, so bad. Um. Pleasantville too. I actually enjoyed that. But I don't remember. You no, know, that was a good movie. It was a good it movie. Was like, yeah, it was it like when they it was all black and white and once they had sex, the characters were in color. <laughs> once they the... once they found like it wasn't just having sex. It was like but they kind of related that a lot. It's like they kind of solved solved something like... new or mm-hmm. realized it's more to more to the world, more to life than just uh you know, because it's his 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 sister that gets sucked in with jo- Toby Maguire. Well, Renee Witherspoon, I think, was that. I think it was oh, her. Um, Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Reese yeah. Witherspoon. She she and doesn't. She's having sex with everybody, and she doesn't change color. Like she has to find like some other kind of meaning to life yeah. than just having sex all the time. But uh, hmm. anyways, yeah, it's a good movie. So, all right, moving all right. on to our final year, mm-hmm. and then we can the figure year. out our favorite favorite of the nineties. Oof. So, just to set the stage uh, here. Yes, please. Um, our final year, our, our going into our senior year. Wait, no, wait, no, this is our no, no, junior. No, no. Sorry, junior, going into our junior year. Junior year. Um, so, episode one, Phantom Menace, was number one. Six yeah. Sense, Toy Story 2, The Matrix, Tarzan, The Mummy, Notting Hill, The World is Not Enough, American Beauty. Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Yes. Now, yes. It, it, if you know me, you probably would guess my answer. But it's hard for me to say Phantom Menace is my favorite. It really is. There are better movies. Yeah, there are better I, movies. I love Phantom Menace. Don't get me wrong. I will watch that over and over again. But there are. I do have a favorite more of that year. But what is yours? All right. So, um. I went back and forth on this. I, I already said that South Park was my favorite soundtrack. It is a really funny movie. It is like a funny movie. a movie itself. It's great. It's a great movie. Uh, 
but the my favorite movie from this time if i had to it's like i'm flipping a coin between these two at this point <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna give it to american beauty because i, I might really I thought you might. I really liked that movie when I saw it. And it, it, you know, it's like an offbeat drama. And, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of it has to do with, with two young people about our age, you know, dealing with parental expectations. And, you know, it was just like, I felt like it was a really cool, like, slice of life. And yeah, Kevin Spacey's character is interesting, but I, I always found myself more interested in the daughter and her boyfriend who's like the neighbor boy um I, yeah in in chris cooper is in there playing this like super uh uptight and hardcore father and i remember seeing this movie when it came out because i that was when that was when i started like kind of paying attention to like what i guess cinema uh, cinema yeah. would say was good i guess like oscars slash you know cisco liebert whatever who you know who also had dark city as his favorite movie by the way um (laughs) (laughs) just gotta throw that in there (laughs) um but i remember seeing american beauty and my i it's been so long since i've seen it so like i don't have this like memory i don't remember the story really i just remember he was obsessed with his like next door the next door girl like she like he was like obsessed with her a little bit uh, his daughter's friend he was obsessed with her but he was like it was more like a journey for him from like freeing himself from this materialistic life that he's been living. Sure. You know, so he quits his job, gets like, you know, um, like whatever, like a severance package and decides like, he's like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to work. I want to like, I want to enjoy myself. And then he does get a job, like working at like a drive through like McDonald's or something, you know? And his wife is like, like it, it, it is a lot, like it has a lot to do with like, expectations and you know keeping up with the jones like what do your neighbors do and what do you need to do and i mean there's a couple good like little speeches in there and one of them like that kevin spacey does say is like about you know like this isn't life like he's like looking at like um like he's about to make out with his wife on the couch and he's holding a beer and he almost spills it Uh, and she's like hey like careful you almost you're almost spilling the beer and he's like who cares and she's like, but this is this is Italian leather. And he's like, who cares? And like he blows up and he, you know, it, mm-hmm. it was an interesting take on materialistic culture. And I, I think it my, deserves a second look. Yeah, my my memory of that movie, the thing that always stuck with me is the cinematography of that film. Yeah. Like it was yeah. it was very well done. Like I just remember I think the one guy, the young kid, he was always like videotaping like just That's, bags. Like yeah. Well, like, he taped everything. Everything. Yeah. Taping the neighbor. But he would find the beauty in like some simplistic thing, right? Like, and that's that's what really I think, because again, that's Perfect. what it's kind of about is you know what really defines beauty. Like, and he found beauty in this like mundane, like for example, a plastic bag floating, the wind just blowing it around. Like, you know, yep. you could find beauty in so many different places, and that's the the cinematic cinematography of that film just really resonated that whole point, I guess. And that's what I remember. Like, I. The, the story elements didn't really stick with me as much, but like the cinematography, I think really did. So mm-hmm. good, good pick. Thank you. I want to say the matrix because it's the matrix, but really the answer is there's only one answer here. And there's one other shout out. Actually, I can talk about in a second. 
But the answer for me, it's Princess Mononoke. Of course. Of course. I had a feeling. I couldn't put it as my favorite favorite. It's good. And, well, please, tell me about your... It was our favorite anime. Like, we both yeah. agreed when we did our exactly. favorite anime episode. Um, and, like, I remember buying it because everyone raved about it. I don't even know what made me know it was good. I have no memory of what, like, somehow, like, I found out through whatever. Yep. Like, we didn't have the internet, obviously, back then. New, or it, it, was like, new. it was new. It was newer. Yeah, but we had rough... I had I had internet, but it was very bare bones and what have you. But, like, I feel like I saw, like, a commercial or... And I was also... I, I think I just saw, like, an ad somewhere or... I really don't know. But, like, I, I somehow found a way to buy it. Um, oh. and I owned, I owned it back then or something, oh. I think, I think, cause I had a DVD player. That's right. And I think I was able to find it on DVD. Was it one of those things? Like, did you ever go, there was a store in the mall near us, um, well near me, but, uh, Saturday matinee. Oh yeah. Did you ever... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's where we got, uh, I got certain films. <laughs> sure. But, uh, that was also. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could rely on them for like the kinds of movies you couldn't get at like Blockbuster or Video Roll. Oh, yeah, know? absolutely. They had they a very, very unique collection. Yeah, they did. And that's the kind of thing I really miss about places like that. It's just like a weird, eclectic mix of stuff and genres. But yeah, man, that movie is great. It's the, still, it, I, I, I can't wait until like I I feel like Julian is like, you know, my kids are old enough to watch yeah, I it. I haven't reached that point it. either. Calista, maybe. So, Alyssa, maybe yeah. she's she's. You know, it's pretty, you know. It's it's uh, just. She, I think she. I think she can handle. I think she could handle it personally because I, I know I know what she can take and ha- has seen. Kyrie, I don't think is ready for that, but Calista, I think no, could. No, but just no. the subject, the subject matter, the points. I don't know if they'd be as engaged or interested in it too. You know what I mean? Sure. It's it's not like they they love like all the other Miyazaki films, but like really, it's. What makes Prince of Mane and Oke, aside from its amazing animation, which you just kind of expect from a Miyazaki film, this yes. one just really kind of proved that anime could be what I guess Western would call Disney animation, right? Like, you know, just like that kind of amazing quality. It really brought it mainstream and brought it to the West. And like, even the dub is amazing. Like the voice actors they picked for the dub version of it. Honestly, I don't think I've ever watched the Japanese version, which is unusual. Usually... I watched for animation anime Japanese, but for Miyazaki films, they generally find a very good cast. I mean, you got Billy Bob Thornton in there. You got uh, Bill, <laughs> Billy Crudrup in there. You got Kristen Dunst as his sister. Uh, you got yep. Claire Danes as as Princess Mononoke. Uh, you got you got Jada Pickett in there. You got you got so you got Biddy Driver. Oh, you got so many people. Driver, that's it. She's yeah. the, Jada, Jada Pickett the, was one of the 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 blowers, the the workers, the the yes, women that yes. do the, the oh, bellows. I love them. Yes, but um, but no, it it's it's like I sit there and I'm like, I've watched that movie so many times, and the end and the story is just so amazing. Like it just handles like this. It, it's it doesn't end the way you think. It's you have a protagonist that is neutral. It isn't picking sides. You have two sides. You see their perspectives. It does such a good job at like, and I think that's one of the few movies that they didn't they didn't. It didn't like follow some sort of other story. I think it was. It seemed to be more unique. I don't think it's it's it's, it's um 
adapting a, a novel or anything. Like Howl's Moving Castle no, was the novel. No. Like that's what I'm saying. Uh, it's an original work. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would have to say either. that that movie just like it it took me on a deeper journey in anime and made me really appreciate anime more. I probably went deeper than most people, but like that <laughs> I, I can't I can't take away from the impact that movie has had on me as far as appreciation of that kind of animation. Um, sure. You know, the Matrix is just was a fun, crazy concept that happened. Like that's probably if that if Prince of Mononoke didn't come out this year, Matrix would probably be my my go to because it just sure. was such an amazing sure. film. But um, but yeah, Prince of Mononoke for sure. Such a good movie. Such but, a I mean, because it is like a balanced movie between and your protagonist is like instantly you love him and you want him to succeed and he won't take a side. Like that's the thing that makes it so unique. But yeah, it, it, it groundbreaking in a lot of ways. Um, I, I'm surprised because I, I almost picked a, a, another Miyazaki movie for my favorite for 1999 as well. Not was, Princess Mononoke. What was another one on there? Another Studio Ghibli movie. My Neighbors the Yamadas. Oh. Which is a movie, granted, I only watched for the first time two years ago. Okay, I never uh, watched it. It is amazing. It is hilarious. It is about it's a it's a very like like um almost like Saturday morning cart well no 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 like Sunday comics style very minimalistic uh uh animated movie but it's just funny like it's yeah. about a family it, it's almost like the the plot of incredible crisis oh jesus but just I this see, family i've seen i've seen what it is i just never watched it you should watch it sometime and it's it's very episodic so you don't have to like feel like you need to watch the whole movie from beginning to end to really get the story it's just a fun like put together of these little scenes of this really funny and um uh, often unlucky and weird family i don't know it's it's good i Justin. do i do have a shout out actually oh, oh I, do, I do too i have a question for you but go ahead what's your well shout out? my shout out is a film i'm curious if you actually seen this because this is the this is the movie that came out in ninety nine, and when I went down the list, I'm like, oh wow, I I didn't realize this came out ninety nine, because I was I was asked to watch this film in art school, and it is a foreign film, um, it's okay. from it's from Germany, um, and it's called Run Lola Run. Yes. Oh, I love that movie. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, I was such a. I remember like they, we got to my first experience watching Run Lola Run was in the Alfred Auditorium. So we got to yeah. watch it on a big projector. And so I was... Screening too. Oh, yes. you did? Yeah, they were showing it in our in our union, our Hewitt union. And That's I where, just, uh... like, I remember, like, being blown away by just, like, like, I was like, you know, I would say I was more kind of naive and, like, you don't really see a lot of foreign movies. Yeah, I was gritting into the Japanese animation, but, like, Seeing like a, another for a film that was made such a, so uniquely in in another country and like being like not Hollywood and be so engaging in just like in, in I, I just had such a I, the best thing I think about Run Roller Run is the vibe it gives and the music and the the, kind of the adrenaline you get from every single I mean it's a Groundhog Day story in a sense so it's like really kind of, yeah. like but like it's just. I wouldn't say you watch it necessarily for the story elements necessarily, because it's really kind of more visual experience. If anything, it's, I would say for my memory, because you got the visuals of the clock and like, yes. And the, and just her running a lot. And just like, it's just more actiony. I don't know how to describe it. 
and, and her putting because it's a lot, a lot of it is from her perspective. So like her putting pieces together, like it's a lot of close ups on her eyes and on her face, and like yeah. looking like clock, time, package thing, yeah. and then like running, and then just like a lot of shots of her like already out the door, like running. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it was a great movie, and I and and yeah, I had a similar kind of feeling about that like i was like oh germans make good movies like oh they don't just wait for us <laughs> you know what i mean like it, it was yeah, like it, i had never really seen a foreign film in that regard um so it was no it was it was interesting it was it's still it's a good movie i wonder if it holds up too i, I, I can see i because i i found a way to get the movie i used to own it on vhs somehow i found it at some like online or something i just i remember having it but now i don't know where it is because i think it was on vhs so it's like i watched it a a few times since i i watched it on that theater showing and i i've never been disappointed and i don't think it's long it's not like a long movie either i think it's i think it's only like an hour and 20 minutes or maybe if if that you know like 80 minutes 86 minutes it's like like it's such a it's such a good like filled with so much like interesting like because like every run she does it's like you know it's funny because it's like it's like kind of a rogue it's like doing a roguelike every run she does something uh, a little different. like she has a, a different thing happens and it's 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 interesting and like the ending like i would just say it's just another ending you could just keep going with it but like it's, it still ends good but like it really isn't about the ending of that movie Right, it's just it's just about the journey and like everything that happens, and it's just such a cool vibe and everything. I don't know, it's 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 good, but I wanted to shout that out. That's a good one. Thank you. I forgot about that. My other my my question for you, Justin. um, My question originally was going to be, what's the first rule of Fight Club, and what's also the (laughs) second rule of Fight Club? Maybe not Uh, supposed to talk about it though. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But the now I'm like wondering, don't you don't you kind of miss this era? Of when you know, like, kind of like this is like the heyday of independent filmmaking. This like breaking yeah. to the mainstream. I really miss this era. Well, didn't like a I'm Memento sure. come around this time? Tell like you, Memento was a big one out around this time. Yeah, and then we had well, we had we already talked about it last one. The Quentin Tarantino's um, uh, uh what's it? What's oh my god? What's the first movie he made that was like? I, we, oh, I Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs. I mean, that's kind of independent film, right? You know. I mean, The Phantom Menace. I mean, that's technically an independent film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All I can think about is those videos of George Lucas in the screening room at the ranch going, I think I put too much in. I think there's too much. <laughs> you know, I, I look back at those things. It's like, I love George Lucas. I like the the nonchalant vibe he gives sometimes. It's like, I get like, you can critique his work and like whatever. But like he seemed like a good guy to work for. Like he just seems so chill. I don't know. It's just me. Yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder. You know? <laughs> that's not something I've. Uh, that's not something I've heard. Like, oh, he's great to work with, George Lucas. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I yeah. never. I haven't heard the other option of it either. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess I'm not really excited. I wouldn't be excited if it, if it was the direction of a guy who just kept saying faster and more intense like that's the only direction you got i, I could under could understand why some actors would not want to work with him but yeah. anyway anyways anyway anyways um well, Justin, this i don't have been a ride yeah. yeah it was so we had we got we had one more thing we had to do before we go i know it's a long one and what is your favorite oh uh, first off what is your favorite oh. of this era 
we just talked about. But then you got to give me your favorite favorite out of the entire deck. Well, if I was to, just looking at what I chose. Oh, I don't even remember what I put for the what I what I had for the other one. You don't Jeez. remember? <laughs> I picked Hook's last episode. If that helps spark your, you picked what? I picked Hook. Fuck. You don't remember? I can't remember what oh, you picked. You know, I I do. It was Totoro. I said was my favorite of like of that first half. Oh, okay. Uh, and if I was to put uh, against it, I suppose my favorite from this side of the decade would probably man it's got to be the bird cage because that movie is utterly rewatchable it was almost waiting for guffman and i put bird cage above totoro i love totoro it's great but my final favorite over the whole era of the 90s if the 90s produced one or two great things it was the bird cage and waiting for guffman for me Mm. how about you what was your favorite from this half first of all I because I just we just talked about it, I, I guess I would say Prince of Anoke. That's not a bad choice at all. No, it's That's not. Like I, I like I just I well I just kind of just like sitting here thinking about it, all the ones we just talked about. You know, it's like I can't think of a better movie of everything we talked about that I would say I can't put anything above it. You know, I I, I don't even know. Like I mean, I, maybe Dark City, but <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, all right. If you, if you say. <laughs> Mononoke, then over your... I, I would say Princess Mononoke is my favorite movie of the 90s. I really Clear do. The <laughs> I, I can't, it's a great I, movie. I can't think We're of anything else. 90s. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it came out right at the end and it it won my heart. <laughs> yes. It's a, it defined a lot of the 90s. And it, it, it's, no, it didn't, but <laughs> I don't even know what that phrase means. Define the 90s. <laughs> oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. I love that movie. That's one I feel like I haven't watched in a long time. I can't wait to watch that one again. Oh, this has been this has been very interesting. I cannot believe how many movies in 1995 I've seen. I don't understand. Like, what? Why did like were they just like prepping like them everything. for like? I don't understand what happened. Afterwards, I feel like I've been watching those movies too. Like it's... I've been catching up. Like I didn't see Casino until I was in college. Yeah, it's like, but it's like ninety five. It's funny. It's like almost like Hollywood just like just exploded with like idea, like just content, yeah, and then just like we're gonna just take a break for five years. You know, it's like that. <laughs> I wonder if you can draw or draw some kind of analysis where it shows like the you know a real peak of original ideas and storytelling, and then the rise of CGI, and then the storytelling ideas go down and CGI. <laughs> goes up i'm sure there's a, yeah. a video out there that does it sure it's, there it is it's, it's these two fingers going like this okay one goes like this. well if you're listening on our podcast you you guys you got to come see his fingers so you know what he's talking about my fingers. anyways i think we've overstayed our welcome the 90s is over it's time to get with it it's time to get <laughs> it's, it's the, the 90s man. it's trying to try to go to the new century we didn't even mention Clueless throughout this whole thing. I, by I, the had way. It on, I did. I did have it on my list. I do. It's do. a decently okay movie. Yeah, good time. All right, Alicia oh. Silverstone is like the actress of the '90s too, and music. But she's video. not. She's only in that movie. Like, what other movie was she in besides like the she Babysitter? Two Aerosmith videos that were very <laughs> important. She was, in the, she was in the Babysitter as well. Ryan and. I would, I would, I would argue that Macaulay Culkin Crazy. was the actor of the '90s, but that was just, just me. 
I'm going to give it to Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> All right. Okay. You, would, you would give it to Macaulay Culkin. He'd edges out everybody because of The Good Son. That's a good movie right there. Evil Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Everybody will love that. What, what was your favorite movie in the 90s? Did we miss anything? I don't think we did. Could we really, we, we did a good research on this. But let us know what but your favorite, yeah. Tell us what your favorite 90s movie was. And this, as always, has been your 90s boys, Justin and Paul. I'm Paul. I'm Justin. Thanks for watching and listening.